everybody. We've only got uh, five games to talk about uh, this week, but we won more than we lost, which is great. The first pitch in the Sunday night game is right, literally right now, and it's against Kershaw, so probably better that uh, you know we don't have that to talk about. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about how Chase Utley is a human piece of garbage. So that's starting right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin. <laughs> that cheeriness. Ah, the cheeriness. I know. Look, look. Sometimes your heart is filled with hate. Yeah. You know. And sometimes. The song will save you. Yeah, the Mets bring me, me right back down. This is the karaoke version. You know, so that I could sing along if I wanted to. But don't worry, I'm not. Next. Anyway, uh, Christian Blatt here uh, on uh, Metro 360 on Twitter at ChristianDMZ. And to my left, Andrea Fasano, our recovering Yankee fan. <laughs> you love And that. Matt Ritter, on assignment. Last week was his first show, already on assignment, but uh, I'm sure that that assignment's going to yield some great information. Uh, anyway, there's so much to talk about about the Mets this weekend, but I'll start, about the most, start with the most fun part about the weekend, which was the fact that at City Field, they're celebrating the 30th anniversary of the 1986 Mets, Thus, this shirt that I'm wearing, the 1986 World Championship T-shirt, and uh, some great festivities, a lot of excitement, and uh, they're 50-50 as to whether or not the game matched up the excitement, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so, uh, the way that the week started was this uh, all-important series against the Washington Nationals. We talked last week that the week before the series against the Nets had not gone as well. And uh, this one started off with a great game because uh, Bartolo Colon, obviously trying to impress both of his families, turned it around, and he had a great game uh, against Gio Gonzalez. Uh, the score in that game was 7-1, to and that was in no small part due to David Wright with a three-run home run. Mm -hmm. Hmm, he was my player of the week last week. I wonder... Could there be a repeat? But you'll have to Maybe. wait till the end of the show to find out. Uh, so, look, that was great. That was very exciting. Uh, Andrea, your thoughts on the series against the Nats or that game in particular, whichever you'd prefer to start with. Well, yeah, let's, uh, I mean, I just kind of clump them together because, sure. you know, it's so funny. We it's like so you like fast. to binge, the, binge watch the games on the MLB app. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. But no, actually, the way I got to watch a lot of them this week, right. and, and like you said, there were only five, but um, for the beginning, I was really pumped to see the Nats them play the Nats, especially because it's the second round already. Yeah. And um, so quickly after they had just played them. And yeah, it's kind so. of, yeah. I mean, the way ever since they unbalanced the schedule not too long ago, where you play your division 19 times, very <laughs> often you're playing basically, you know, six times or sometimes seven times in 10 days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it got off to a great start. That was very exciting. Not only did Dave Wright hit the home run, Neil Walker hit the home run. And I think Neil Walker was Matt's player of the week no, last it was mine. week. It was yours. Yeah, he agreed with you with David Wright. I said, hey, what well, about under, like, undercover? Spoiler alert, that? Matt has someone else for this week. Yes, he, he, does. he sent it to me, and I'll make sure that we share it. But again, at the end, who's the player of the week? You're going to have to wait and find out. Uh, anyway, so that first game was great. Really, not much to say about it because it was so good. And Gio Gonzalez <laughs> looked terrible, and you're like, that's what you want. Because Gio Gonzalez, the pitcher for the Nets, he uh, can look great. Or he can look terrible. He never looks mediocre. Either he's, you know, you're not going to get a hit off of him, or maybe one or two, obviously. Uh, or it's going to be batting practice. And uh, it was nice to see that that Geo showed up. Yeah. And then, 
Go ahead. No, no I no. was going to say, but that's what I liked about that whole series. Yeah. Because I felt like, um, you know, it was a game by game. Yeah. And then now, once the Dodgers series started, it's like, whoosh. Like, what happened? Was that was the Nats, like, really only just the beginning of this yeah. week? Because that felt that, like it feels a month a, ago. It feels a long time ago. Yes. It was a it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of Chase Utley RBI to go, but we'll talk about <laughs> right. that later. That was a long It was game. a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, so then we have game two, which we talked a lot about last week. There was a lot of excitement. Harvey was gonna get the ball again after his bad outing against the Nats. And so he there he is against the Nats again in DC. And uh, the website we always promote every week, the seven line. We were very proud that they organized an outing. I think it ended up being about 450 people, but that's literally like, that's like 36 hours notice. People that's are like, yep, amazing. we're going down to DC. And a lot of excitement going into the game. A lot of, very, if you watch the game, a lot of very vocal Mets cheers early in the game. Right, right. <laughs> uh, my friend John, my best friend John, who at some point he will probably Skype into the show. Uh, he's in Mexico City today. He was not Skyping in from Mexico City. <laughs> but uh, he was at that game. So this was at the beginning part of the game. We actually have a little video. And by little video, I mean I think it's like eight seconds. <laughs> but it's it's great. It's worth sharing. We'll also, uh, as long as I can figure out how to do it, we'll tweet it out. Andrea might have to help me. But we'll send it out there. But anyway, so uh, let's take a, a quick uh, listen and or look at this video from the game on Tuesday night. Oh, it's sideways. I forgot. <laughs> We're going to have to teach him how to yeah. film. And that was it. That there's a, okay. there's a huge let's go Harvey, and he's like, oh yeah, I took three videos. This is the best one. I'm like, I kind of want the other ones to tell you the truth. But anyway, so and you heard the let's go Harvey a lot of the time, and you know he looked pretty good the first two times through the order, which <laughs> continues to be the problem. Then there was that third time through the order. Yeah. You know, I mean, five innings pitched, five earned runs, not what you want. Right. You know, uh, he. He gave up five home runs, and uh, I don't know actually that I did that right. Oh yeah, you know that was the game where they yeah. So he, Harvey gave up five home runs, and you're just like what? And like you know guys like Ryan Zimmerman, they can hit them, and Daniel Murphy, you know, obviously brings his A game. Um, ben Revere hits a home run, you're like okay, this is probably a problem. Ben Revere hitting a home run is literally like Paul Revere running through the streets <laughs> saying the British are coming. Ben Revere hitting a home run is like your pitcher is crumbling, you got to get him off the mound. So it's really disappointing because there was so much good feeling, so much support for Matt Harvey, and he did look good to start. He looked good enough yeah. to start the yes. game. And then again, it all unravels. And we talked about it last week. It's got to be partially mental And at this point. I mean, there's definitely a physical issue, but whatever it is. So, Andrea, as you watch that game, having you know seen the good game to start yeah. the week, then we have that one. What do you think as you look at Matt Harvey? And again, you know, just as you can relate to any kind of competitor when you just for whatever reason, you can't get it done. Yeah, no, totally. And and it's funny because last week, you know, I was defending him big time because I just was like, we're being too hard on him because sure. he was so good and not giving him a chance. And it's funny because all you kept hearing when the announcer saying was really, hey, he can't do it the further and further he gets into the batting order yes. or how many times he sees these guys. So it's funny that he can last, like it doesn't, it's not so much even the innings so much it is as like the batting order, like how fast it comes around and that kind of thing. I just, I don't know, I, I 
felt bad for him. Now I kind of feel like he needs to take a lot of ownership and really look at himself. And I don't know if he's doing the work in the sort of say, I don't want to get like bashed about this. No, but, but you know what I mean? There's certain times where you need to turn around and be like, what is it myself? You know, he's not talking to the media about yeah. it. He's making other people speak up for him, which I don't really think is fair because nobody has a clue what's going on. Right. And Noah Syndergaard him. was like, you know, I'm actually really tired of being asked about Matt Harvey, right. you know, and then later in the week the, he was like, his oh, catchers, he, well, his managers, by, like, by last night, Syndergaard was probably like, hey, why don't you ask me about Matt Harvey instead? But anyway, we'll talk about that. Absolutely. So I just feel like they really need to take a look at it. I don't think he should really be thrown into an order again. I don't think he should be pitching tomorrow, which he is. Why would he? I mean, especially with uh, Syndergaard having only thrown three innings last night. Right. Might as well trot him out there. If he's and, not suspended and he can play, right. and why he, not? He wouldn't be suspended for tomorrow because no. even if there was anything, you know. But anyway, uh, but they feel, you know, I saw the story today. They feel like they kind of know what it is. And yeah. it's like, okay, if if you say so. But if you know what it is now and he has another bad outing, then you're just showing how stupid you are. Longtime Mets fans know that the former pitching coach, Rich Peterson, was just like, Oh yeah, uh, uh, Victor Zambrano. I can figure out what I can fix. What's wrong with him in twenty minutes? And it took years, and he never got that settled. Right. So you know the overconfidence from the pitching staff. You know, not the pitching staff, but the pitching coaches. Yeah. The personnel. You're just like, I don't feel good about that. See, that's interesting because I was reading some stuff online, and I felt Rick like... Peterson. By the way, I I, I don't want to get tweeted. At. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> they were saying. Um, that the problem is with the fact that he can't last very long as far as like going through the batting order. Okay, but is that really an issue? Is that something you can really approach and say, okay, so this is how we're going to take it, batter by batter? Yeah. And so they said they're going to have him um, not just pitching just him and the catcher. They're going to have him pitching against hitters. Yeah, they're actually going to – the simulated games are going to be a little bit more simulated. Right. I, I, look, if it helps, great, but I feel like it's a short-term fix if that's what you need to do. Like, you can't have him pitch a simulated game between every start. And I think it's something that once you're frustrated as yeah. a player and you're in your own head like that, you need, like, either a vacation yeah. or something or someone to really, like, snap out of that. And maybe it's, like, a muscle memory where it's just clicking yeah. because that's huge in sports. And, they, I mean, they said they never had any plans to send him down to the minors, no. but... You send him out to Vegas for a few days because that's right. where AAA yeah. is. You know, he'll he's gonna you know he'll he'll strike out like the Portland Beavers. You know, maybe he'll have a no hitter. You know, it'll be a good feeling and be like, builder. all right, it's just a little confidence builder. You know, I mean, it more there have been a few instances of this happening, but I remember Steve Traxel going down to the minors and he actually did throw a no hitter. So uh, so that was great, but uh, it could help. But I don't know. I feel like. They think, you know what? They know Matt's psyche way better than we do. So maybe they feel like what they have to do is just kind of, you know, play it. This is the only way that it's going to work. Because if you send him down there, maybe, you know, he turns into a head case or more of a head case. I do agree that that's opening a whole other can of worms. I don't think that's what should happen necessarily. Because, like we said, he starts out fine. Yeah. So, and even looks a little... I mean, you know, look, he got further into this game. The two starts ago, it was like in the second inning he was out. You know, he looked good into, I believe it was into the fifth inning. So it's like, all right, that is progress. But it's definitely like the old saying, 
almost only counts in horseshoes. You know, he almost was better. Well, he was better for a while. Well, it's like, unless you're going to take him out after four innings where he doesn't qualify for a win, you know, I, I don't know what the solution is there. Right, right. Anyway, so uh, that game was so frustrating. for it? Yeah. Don't, isn't the whole point just for the Mets to qualify well, for Well, yeah, one? but for his sake, he needs to, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to get yanked and be like, uh, yeah, you're out after two runs through the order. So I don't know what's going to happen, and no one does, but... It, it, all indications we'll know tomorrow morning tomorrow morning west coast time tomorrow afternoon east coast time we'll know because he's going to pitch against the white Sox, and we'll see you yeah. know we'll see we'll see what we get and uh i, I look i i'm a matt harvey fan um he is very arrogant and can come off unlikable but i still like his ability and you start to feel bad and you know what? You don't want an experience like this to humble him too much. He needs to go back to being yes. the Dark Knight and I being agree. being really cocky and just like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and win. Because I think there's a difference between uh, arrogance and confidence in your playing abilities yeah. and then an arrogance that's kind of just like a total dickhead. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. It, like, can I say I don't that? even know. Like, I, I assume you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's Look, there's a world of difference between being confident. I think it's sports related yeah. and he's like that kind yeah. of, I don't know him. No, don't know day, him. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's confidence when you can deliver, you know, your ability lives up to that confidence. Right. And then there's being like 43 year old Alex Rodriguez where you still <laughs> kind of strut around like that. And he's that, just but always you, an asshole. You, right. Exactly. Always was, always will be. Anyway, so... All you can do after a game like that is turn the page. Matt Harvey, unfortunately, it's a five-day-long turn of the page where he has to wait. But then Stephen Matz comes out the next day, and it's only a few hours later because that was a day game in D.C. And uh, he outdueled Tanner Roark, who has usually pitched very well against the Mets. And it was a two-nothing game. You're like, that's that's what you need. Mm -hmm. And Stephen Matz has been great. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit last week. He missed a couple starts, but when you know, it's one of those old things you know hey when he can get on the field he's been great and mm -hmm. uh you know it, hopefully we get to see plenty more of him throughout the season because you with him you kind of have a couple of guys who are capable of stopping the bleeding proverbially pr proverbial bleeding because <laughs> not the literal bleeding but uh like Syndergaard and Mats are both able to be like all right well hold on I, I let me let me take charge of this mm -hmm. and you know Composure. yeah exactly so it was great and I, I don't know I mean that that was that game was was, uh, it was just well played top to bottom and you know they're able to uh, get on the road head back home with good feelings because it's like the Harvey game was bad but you win two out of three against the Nats and then you go home and you're tied for first place at that right. point so well actually not until after the off day but you know whatever the way that it all works out you're tied for first place by the time you take the field the next time so you're able to have a good feeling about it that's mm -hmm. the key and I, I think that's important yeah and it's funny because that game you wind up getting excited about the fact that they win the series especially after what they just had gone through yeah. by losing the last one but um you know you think of everything else i always bring this up there's so many more pieces to the game yes and i know that pitching is one of the most important it's just like well what happens to the rest of everybody like yeah. where are you you know right and look you know if if, Offense, matt, if matt harvey gives up five runs in five innings but you score 10 runs it's not really that big of a problem right, right. unfortunately the nets were the one that just kept teeing off so mm -hmm. you know and it's 
I don't but know. That's it's, what seems to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, it's like, I, I, you know, uh, there was a start that Steven Matz made last year out here at Dodger Stadium that I went to, and he pitched a great game, but also the Mets were up eight nothing, so it's a lot easier to pitch a great game right, when you know course. when you get a lot of runs scored. You're like, oh yeah, you know, I could probably be a little <laughs> bit trickier with my pitches. And uh, anyway, so look, it was a good feeling. It went into that. And then you have an off day. You're like, all right, get to get to calm down a little bit. And then on Friday, they match up against the Dodgers, which the series against the Dodgers out here in L.A. only a few weeks ago, they split the four games. So each team won two. And you're like, all right, that didn't really tell us anything. That told us that uh, the maybe it told us that the Dodgers were playing a little bit over their head and the Mets were, you know, struggling, unfortunately, in a couple of spots. And again, that was one of those really bad Bartolo Colon starts. But. <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously he has other things on his mind. Right. <laughs> so you go out on Friday night and all the hype is for the Dodgers young 19 year old pitcher, uh, Julio uh, Urias. And you have to feel for a kid who's 19 who gets to make his major league, his first major league start in New York mm -hmm. with Guys like Curtis Granderson and Yoannis Cespedes in the lineup, you know, uh, guys who've won batting titles and whatnot. So you have all you have, you know, so that's what you have to contend with. And there were, was all this excitement about like how good he was going to be. And, you know, he'd had all these, he had all these score. I think he had 27 scoreless innings in AAA heading into that game, which is great. But... Yoan Cespedes isn't there in AAA, and Neil Walker's not there, and as Drupal Cabrera, like, you know, you're just, the caliber is so much higher. It would have been nice for him, and I, you know, I, I'm showing some uh, magnanimity towards a Dodgers pitcher who was called up at the age of 19, the tender age of 19. The tender age. He could have been, you know, it would have been better served if he'd been called up for a home start at Dodger Stadium, maybe against the right. D-backs or hopefully the Padres, you know, where you could really show off what you can do. However, that's not what happened to the young man. <laughs> and as a Mets fan, I can't say I feel that bad for him because, no. uh, you know, and you know, the focus was, it's funny because you live in Los Angeles, the focus was in the LA media, the uh, the post-game show on the, the Dodgers channel was on, well, he had three strikeouts and those three strikeouts were great. Stop. And it's true, they were good strikeouts, but he pitched 2.2 innings. His ERA was 10.13 after it. He got sent down the next day. So now his major league ERA is 10-13. Look, he'll be back. I'm sure he will, of course, play in, uh, you know, he'll get, he'll probably get more starts this season. Definitely in the future, he's probably going to be great. But it was not a positive experience and he can't no. come away with that like, oh yeah, that was great. He, you know, you say all the right things. But, uh, you know, he just didn't look good. And But here's the thing, it's yeah. so easy to talk about that after the fact. Yes. So the whole day leading up to that game, I listened to AM radio and just as I'm driving around LA, as we do in LA, mm. just <laughs> spent my day in the car. Of course you did. That's all I'm listening to and everybody's speculating on this kid, 19 years yeah. old, being brought up. Is this a time? Is this the thing to do for the Dodgers. It's so much easier to speculate after the fact. Oh, yeah. And be like, no. No, well, I mean, <laughs> I, of the way before, the game before the game, I was like, he's 19, he shouldn't be called up. And that's interesting yeah. because I'm, I might have, I, I just, it was funny, after listening to all these uh, commentators talk about it, yeah. I, I couldn't form an opinion because right. they were talking about how well he was doing down there and how he was wiping players out and like hitters out and just killing it in sure. the minor leagues. But 
then it just, they would set it up as this game being so massive that I think they were like hyping it up too much almost. That's very possible, yeah. And on the other hand, they made a really good point about the fact that you're going against a team, well, especially the Mets, where, not especially the Mets, but you're going against a team where nobody on the Mets has ever faced this kid before. Sure. They don't know who he is. So that's kind of unsettling as a hitter, but... But you can always Good make thing you can, we stepped up. Because. You can always make you can always make the other argument, which is he's never faced any of these batters, exactly. and he's never. You know, I'm going to say like the worst batter in the Mets lineup, uh, starting lineup was probably Eric Campbell. All right, so even the best player he's seen in AAA isn't as good as as Eric Campbell. And then, like I'm saying, you know, you have at bats by David Wright, Curtis Granderson, Neil Walker, mm-hmm. Drupal Cabrera. And again, Yoan assessment is I can't stress enough that having to face him in your first start, nobody did you any favors. Right. And so, that's all I have to say. The yeah. fact that, I mean, it, unbelievable that they came back, but like yeah. the fact that we put numbers on the board from him, good. Yeah. Okay. As a Mets fan, great. Like, I don't need to say one more thing about the kid and that decision sure. kind of deal. You right. Know? There's a lot more to say about that exactly. game. So, the exactly. fa- but, you know, the fact that he gave up five runs, you, you feel pretty good about <laughs> yeah. it. And by the way, as I mentioned in the open, there is a game, as we're recording this on Sunday night, there is a game being played right now. And uh, a lot of people are, have already tweeted, like, yeah, I'm watching the Mets. I'm going to watch you guys later. We get it. <laughs> we don't, you know, I mean, you could have, you know, you could have put us on and the game on in the background, but that's all right. We're Especially not going to take it. We're not going to take it personally. That. Fast but uh, in case you aren't, you know, if you're watching us live and you don't have the game on, uh, it's the top of the second, no score. Okay. Uh, it looked like they had a uh, leadoff double against Kershaw, which that's, you know, that's that's great. Probably going to be all you get tonight, and you didn't cash it. But anyway, <laughs> this is still a long game. And uh, as you're long as so we're negative about this game, you, well, no, well, I mean about Kershaw right now. Uh, in the playoffs, when the Mets played the Dodgers last year, I was the exact opposite. I was like, nope. Not Kershaw in the playoffs, but he's on a great run right now. It's really hard to, uh, you know. Target it, that. It's not going to be hard to get a run against him. Right. But it's going to probably be hard to get two. So, <laughs> you know, you got to try and get him when you can. No, he's but phenomenal. as we saw on Friday night, uh, after eight great innings and the score is 5-1, to one, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter that the score is five to one. Uh, the uh, the hated Chase Utley comes up to bat, and this isn't even what I hate him for. Uh, you know, obviously Mets fans hate him because he broke uh, he 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 broke Tejada's leg in the playoffs in Game Two of the NLDS. That's you know that's why we don't like him. It's mm-hmm. not like we don't like. It's not the oh we hate you because you're always good. We already right. hated him because he was <laughs> good with the Phillies. Yeah. Every time he came to town with the Phillies, he would always you know probably have a couple home runs and a few RBI. So the expectation was like, hey, uh, so uh, when's Degrom gonna hit him? Well, he didn't hit him. And then when he came up with the bases loaded, you're like, yeah, you probably should have hit him. Yeah. You know, you would have just had, that would have just been one run right there. Actually, that wasn't uh, that wasn't Degrom. But anyway, uh, and. It's an interesting thing to talk about before we talk about uh, Chase Utley's at bat is that outing by the closer, Familia. He comes in and, and with a four-run lead, a non-save situation, and I don't care what team you're a fan of. I was talking to my father-in-law as a Dodger fan, and like this happens to Kenley Jansen, the Dodgers closer. If you come in and it's not a save situation, you don't have the intensity, you don't take it as seriously, and I'm not quite sure why Terry thought like, oh, we're gonna bring we're gonna bring Familia in here. Uh, maybe he knew how badly Saturday's game was gonna go, so mm. he wasn't gonna have to use him. I mean, there had been an off day <laughs> was on he Friday. A psychic? <laughs> 
hey, Terry knows things, he all right? He's been around the game for a long time, longer than almost anybody yeah. else, except for, I think, Dusty Baker. They're the two oldest <laughs> managers in the in the league. But anyway, so, yeah, it's uh, it's just like, well, this... This seems questionable, bringing Familia in here. And then, you know, of course, Chase Utley comes up to the plate with the bases loaded. And of course, you know, they've already, you know, Familia's already given up one run, so it's five to two. And then he gives up the the tying runs. And so then all of a sudden, a game that was well in hand, five to one, within the space of like 10, 15 minutes, it's tied five, five. And it's kind of like a debilitating feeling because you're like oh my god what happened <laughs> yeah you know if it's a three two game or a one nothing game and all of a sudden you're tied you're like well all right that's fine right. but a five to one game five that runs. yeah your closer didn't need to be in there and i don't know i i didn't want to watch the pitch selection but i'm like you probably could have thrown something else you know anyway so that happens and obviously chase Utley's feeling good about himself and the dodgers are feeling good about himself about all of themselves and you're just like all right well maybe we're in for a long one all right so you know then uh one of the guys in the dodger bullpen who uh this seems to be what they do the dodger bullpen two pitches Granderson, walk-off home run, game's over. Happy ending. <laughs> we all lived happily ever after. 6-5. Game you didn't have to come from behind. But, you know, once you're in that situation, uh, the Grandy Man, as he used to be called when he was with the Yankees, uh, just he took care of it. And that was a great feeling. So the, the, feel, the good feelings for the Dodgers after their 19-year-old pitcher comes up and struggles, they feel good late in the game for a few minutes, and then it's a bad feeling until the next day because uh, you didn't win. Yeah. And, you know, that's what Granderson does. Uh, he had not him. done one of those walk-off home runs. Uh, they, they made sure to tell me. Ten years since 2000, I think it's 2005, so I think it's 11 years. He hadn't done one, I think, since his rookie year, which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, and, but it's also, and there he was. I mean, he's still been doing well like mm -hmm. I, you know what i mean like no his average it, it does not indicate how the right, quality of at bats right. he's having you know he is he's you know he's getting on base he's working pitchers and you know yes he's gonna strike out i'm and fly telling out, you but. i watch him even when he gets out he, you know you see him he has his head down he hustles off yeah, the field he always does he is yeah. just like a true baseball player Agreed. and I, he is so passionate about the game and you see it in every action that he takes um, and he just, like, he's just always there, I feel like, for the, yeah. you know, like, he's, you can rely on him even, like I'm saying, this is him being out, and he just hustles off the field, and he's, like, still focused, and you see his face. I just love him. I love him. Yeah. No, he's great. And, and but, you, you have a good feeling because of him, you yes, know? Yeah, exactly. But this is also funny, because think about it. If he doesn't come in and do what he did... The, our conversation about the 19-year-old, does it go any differently if the Dodgers win this game? Well, yeah, because they're like, oh, he struggled, but his team bailed him out. It took them, you know, two hours, Isn't but they eventually funny? bailed him. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, it, as we talk about with these three-game series that you're able to put a lot of intensity, you know, a lot of intense focus on, especially when you talk about it every week like yeah. we do. Uh, it, yeah, if, it, you know, if you win two or lose two, it, it's really that swing game. It changes whether or not you're like, well, that was a good series, or that was a disaster. Right, right. You know, so. What I wanted to tell you was, uh, this is pretty personal, and I'm really proud. Um, Please share with the my audience. My cousin yes. is on the Dodgers farm down in Oklahoma. I know. Oh, so is he? I texted him to see if he's like buddies. Is with he buddies this guy with uh, Urias? Yeah. yeah Urias. Is he? 
what? Is he no, on the team he, or does he work for I the? I they were playing today, but I haven't heard back from him. So he's so. on the he's, um, Oklahoma uh, City catcher. Dodgers. Uh, what's his name? Vinny DeFazio. Look at that. Yeah. All right. So Vin. So All right. So, you know, un until he gets called up to the majors. Yeah, he was we, in Arizona, you know, practicing so, with them. So we can root for him until he gets called up to yeah, the Dodgers. Exactly. Then we can't root for him anymore. <laughs> you can you can keep that inside. But on the no, show, we I can't. Still will. So but, that's great. Anyway. So, so moving on. To yeah. So we have we have the, you know, anytime you win the first game in a series, you're like, great. All right. We're not getting swept. That's a great feeling. And especially in a series when you know that the third game you're going to face one of the best pitchers in the game. Uh, you know, to have lost the first one, you're like, well, all right, it's going to be tough. So it was great. And you're like, <laughs> you have Thor himself. You have Noah Syndergaard on the mound on Saturday. And that was the game where they had the big 86 Mets ceremony before the game. Uh, everybody, I, almost everybody was there. Obviously, Gary Carter, rest in peace, he wasn't there. But uh, I think one or two other people weren't able to be there. But, you know, obviously, great feeling uh, in the ballpark. Uh, people were able to watch on Mets.com. And I'm sure people were really excited for a game pitched by Thor because mm -hmm. you're like, this is great. You know, this is going to be a good feeling. He's probably, you know, he's going to throw a hundred a couple of times. And he did. He just didn't get to throw a hundred nearly enough times. Because, as he wanted or as we wanted. As anybody wanted. <laughs> because he gets ejected in the third inning for throwing behind Chase Utley, which if you're going to get ejected, you might as well hit, hit him. Hit him, right. And, it's infuriating that he got Leave ejected for throwing behind because not that long ago, if you're a Mets fan, you'll remember in 2002, Sean Estes threw behind Roger Clemens because it was the whole big World Series throwing the bat at Piazza. And finally, there was going to be an at-bat that Clemens was going to have in the National League because that's one of the worst things about the American League. Your pitchers can never be held accountable for the way they behave because they don't have to swing the bat. Right. So it was finally the Mets were going to play them and, you know, Clemens was going to actually have a start at Chase Stadium. And, you know, Sean Estes throws behind him. Clemens kind of tips his hat. The throwing behind is basically saying, just so you know, I could, I could have I could have knocked you down. <laughs> yeah. And, and left you know, a mark. If Syndergaard wanted to hit Chase Utley, he could have hit him in, you know, he could have hit him in the eye, blinded him with a hundred mile per hour fastball. Now he instead he just throws behind you and is like, by the way, we know you're a jerk. Yeah. All right. You know, great. Now that didn't go so well because he got ejected. And watching uh, Terry Collins was so furious because he's like, he didn't even hit him. And I don't know, had there been warnings before that game? Had there been warnings before the earlier game? I don't even know that. But it's so infuriating that he got ejected for not hitting a guy. Mm -hmm. you know. And yes, yeah, someone who has the kind of control and command of his pitches as Syndergaard, that's not an accident. But Isn't he's going to say though? it slipped. I, he did yeah, say that. Yeah, of course. Isn't well, that you have amazing? to say that or you get fined, sometimes suspended. I yeah. watched it over seven times. Well, of course. And you don't want everybody after you and kind of just making yeah. it a whole other thing. Right. And uh, amazing that people aren't just by him saying that. But come on, I'm watched it. I literally kept re replaying, replaying, yeah. replaying. And you just hear Joe Buck's voice over and over. And I'm like, uh. he goes, did he just get ejected? Like you just kept hearing yeah, even that. Even Joe Buck. But I'm watching the pitch and I'm like, that is amazing that he came so close. Yeah. But right behind him, and I'm sorry, the reason you know it didn't slip, that ball was still probably 90 something. Yeah. An right. Hour exactly. Because that was amazing. And, still. Pitch. And the way like, that, and I'm not even talking about old time baseball, the way that things were. You used to be able to hit guys, take care of your own business, and right. it was fine. Just don't, you know, storm the field. I'm talking. A moment ago, about 2002, not that long ago, 
throwing behind Roger Clemens. Clemens kind of tips his cab. He's like, all right, I get it. He takes his base. It's fine. Whatever. But getting ejected, and, you know, Joe Buck drives me crazy because he's part of this very sort of, like, very modern, metrosexual PC (laughs) broadcaster from the Bob Costas school of, you know, like, oh, well, you know, throwing behind is just as bad as throwing. No, it's not. You didn't hit him, you know? And it's just like... He agreed, though. No, he did. Yeah. That's why it surprised me. I was just like, well, even Joe Buck says it. Joe Buck is the... Everybody said it. Yeah. Doc Gooden Doc Gooden was there in the booth. That That was was great. I know that that Doc's like, oh, man, I would have blinded him. He didn't say that. But Doc's like, oh, I know what I would have done. And the fact they all agreed that he should have gotten a warning hands yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, the warning, which, you know, that does kind of alter the way you pitch once you get the warning. So, I don't know, that's why it's infuriating. And it's made more infuriating for the way the rest of the game played out. Yeah, well, you of know, course. They end up losing 9-1. to one, uh, And the fact that Utley scores Chase Utley has a career game. Yeah, I mean, you know? unbelievable. Yeah, like, that's more RBI than he had, I think, after he got traded to the Dodgers from the Phillies last year. You know, that one game, basically, and maybe it's not the one game, but those two games, he had a couple of, he had like three good at bats, but it's so infuriating. It's a disgusting game. And you're just like, well, I guess, I guess you, you can't dwell on it. Right. But it was hard not to, because it all went back to like, why did he, ha- why did he get thrown out? And I have friends who were like writing on Facebook, like, well, Syndergaard, I hope it was worth it. I'm like, no, if he hit him, they would be, I hope it was worth right. it. It was like, no, no, no. And I, I don't know. Since when is it okay to break the leg of a player on the opposing team no. and not be punished for it? MLB decided not to suspend him. All right, fine. And it was the playoffs, so it was hard, you know. <laughs> the Mets suspended all the Dodgers by beating them in the playoffs, which that's what it really came down well, to. And that's what David Wright said. Yeah. He said the same thing. I thought this issue was done and put to bed, you know, when we beat them in the series and moved on in going for going for gold. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, honestly, something that I noticed that I, I would love to know your opinion on. Sure. Uh, Utley struck out after that. Yes, he did. I think that was on purpose. And I'm not a huge... I'm not you, like uh, defending what, uh, that him. That he struck not, out on purpose? Yes, okay. Because he watched it. And I just don't think... Then you go against these pitchers and you get two home runs. Like, yeah. I just don't. So I think that was his, like, kind of nod, like you said. Like Oh, that's interesting. Clemens nod. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a theory that I can understand where it's it comes from. It's a definite But theory, he's such a sure. fierce competitor where he he's the is. kind of guy that you want on your team. I understood well, why Phillies fans loved him so down. much. Yeah, of and course. And to- he definitely is not someone who's going to show respect in that regard. No, of course. But that's why I think that maybe he did it yeah. and he didn't make any other notions looks anything about it but i just saw that and i was like there's no way this guy just let that pitch go and you know didn't even try to swing at it right no i think that uh utley really got taken out of the moment true and then he was focused again as soon as as soon as he was back out on the field no why uh, would syndergaard do that the second time up uh, he struck I, him out I, the first time. I think he didn't want to start the game with that. Like that? Well, you know? well thank God, because that would have been... Yeah, <laughs> well, it wouldn't have really made a difference. Innings. But yeah, it's true. But no, because if he hit him on the first pitch, then he That's might it. as well have started tonight. I know. You know, <laughs> it would have been that, fine. But and that was the kind of crazy, though, that he can take that into his own hands yeah. as a pitcher. And Look, just... I, I don't think that uh, Syndergaard didn't have a conversation with anybody, Mm-mm. you know? I, I don't. I mean, maybe it wasn't even this start. You know, I am I mean, I get why they didn't hit Utley when they were in, at Dodger Stadium. Ooh, uh, yeah. They also <laughs> didn't hit him on Friday, you know? And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, DeGrom can hit somebody, you know? And it's going to hurt. Yeah. But for whatever reason, 
reason uh, Syndergaard was the guy to do it, which, as we saw with the uh, the brush back pitch in uh, Game Three of the World Series, that uh, you know Mike Mustakis, uh, you know, started crying about in the dugout. <laughs> But anyway, and Thor, Thor is so liked that well, it's like not I even love Thor. <laughs> and the great thing about Thor is that Syndergaard tweeted today. He's like, just so everybody knows, I'm available in the bullpen if you need me today. This was today. He tweeted it. <laughs> Hashtag LGM for Let's Go Mets. Oh, wow. So I was just like, that's great. That's exactly what you want to see. And yes, he should be available. And like I said before. Why not let him start on Monday? Yeah. You know, I don't even I know how many that. pitches he threw, but it was in the third inning. It wasn't a lot. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Maybe you just have him go on his regular day. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it I think it would be exciting. And here's what it comes down to is that the game ends because the Nationals had also lost. The Mets are still tied for first place. And the Dodgers are barely over 500. So, you know, who really right. is feeling better about their team? <laughs> By the way, after two innings on Sunday night, nothing, nothing as we go to the top of the third. No okay. score still. I know. I was and, trying uh, to get it over here. but Yeah. Well, that's why you have to get the app on your phone. Yeah, Everybody who doesn't you. have the uh, MLB at-bat app on your phone. Uh, just for the scoreboard, it's great. Just for the quick look to see what's going on. But also, if you have the uh, MLB TV subscription, you can listen to the games, which I do a lot of times. I'll play it in my car. Or you can watch them if I'm sitting somewhere wasting time with free internet. <laughs> but anyway, so that's what we have to look forward to is what can the Mets get done against Clayton Kershaw? No small order, so we'll see if they can scratch out a run or Hey, maybe even six against the bullpen. But, uh, you know, it's the game that when you looked at the series, or at least when I did, I'm like, well, they're going to lose Sunday, so let's see what happens. <laughs> um, but what's great is that they're playing the White Sox the next three days. And Robin Ventura, the White Sox manager, former Met, loved Robin Ventura. <laughs> um, he didn't do this to serve the Mets, but it did serve the Mets. He pitched Chris Sale today, who... Uh, was I forgot I meant to write down how well Sale had pitched, but you know what? He's great, and we're not gonna have to face him tomorrow now. And we're not seeing him in the series. We're getting uh Jose Quintana and Matt Harvey tomorrow, Matt Latos and Steven Matz, Miguel Gonzalez and Jacob deGrom. You're getting three guys for the White Sox who are not their best guys, and they're not particularly great pitchers. Uh, Matt Latos uh, with the Padres and then off to the Reds. And, you know, there were flashes where you're like, oh, he's going to be good. No, he's not. He's not that good. <laughs> so uh, you can you can feel good about that series because you don't have. And just imagine if tonight they face Kershaw and tomorrow they face Chris Sale, then I think the batters would be all screwed up for the rest of the week oh, because yeah. they would have just, you know, had two, <laughs> well, they would have two guys that they couldn't get anything going against, yeah. you know, and you, you overswing. You try and hit the six-run home run every at-bat, which Chase Utley somehow can do. But I don't know. I, so I think that'll be a good series. And again, as we selfishly talked about, and we talked about this after the game, when you live on the West Coast, you're like, oh, I love those 10 a.m. games. Yeah. But, you know, people with jobs probably hate them. But, you know, <laughs> when you have a lot of time to yourselves and, you know, my full-time job is with uh, my little 10-month-old Felix. His daddy. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> some uh, some father-daddy, uh, some daddy-baby, <laughs> daddy-baby Mets time. That's going to be great uh, yeah. tomorrow. Um uh, yeah, and uh, tomorrow's my wife's birthday, Aww. but uh, I birthday. feel like she will be uh, she'll be 
okay to let us watch the game. I you know, so. I'll be like, "Mommy, go take a nap." She'll be like, "It's only she knows it's only she'll ten get whatever else she yeah. wants the rest she, of the day." She'll have a lot of things she needs to get done. So, uh, so that'll Very be great. Good. And then there'll be an off day on Thursday. So, however that goes, take a deep breath. And then they're going to be uh, at the Marlins and. The Marlins are, you know, their their record, they're not the surprise team like the Phillies have been, but the Marlins have been pretty good, and you know they have great pitchers, mm. and they have one of the best hitters in the game with Giancarlo Stanton. You know, I mean, he and Bryce Harper are kind of like 1-1A one one in terms of what they're capable of and what they bring to a team. So you know that those can be tough games, and uh, I, I'm... You know, assuming that these will be the starters for the Marlins. Uh, Justin Nicolino, Jose Fernandez, which he's the tough one. That's the stat I wrote down. Jose Fernandez is 6-0 and with a 1.89 ERA in his last six starts. Wow. So uh, you're going to at least see those two guys. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of a, of a tall order to get things going. But uh, I'm excited I'll, for that one. A lot of times the Mets play well in Miami, and a lot of times the Marlins don't play well in Miami. Um <laughs> I'm fascinated by that ballpark, and we will definitely talk about it if they're crazy, uh, new age, artsy, like home run contraption with the Dolphins plays into the game at all. It's insane. But, you know, we'll talk about that next week. Um, so as we look ahead, I guess we have uh, between now and our next show, we actually have seven games that will happen. Um, I'm going to go out on a not much of a limb and say that uh, the Mets are going to win five of those seven games. And so that means that I'm assuming they win tonight because, you know, yeah. I, I'm trying to not be so defeated. That is a limb. As soon as we that finish, is a limb there. look, as soon as we finish, I'm going to go home and watch the game. And yeah. I don't, I want this feeling out of my head that like, oh, they're losing. No, so, I think, I mean, who knows about tonight, but I, yeah. I think they have a good chance with those other I feel two like teams, they can, so. they can sweep one of those two yeah, teams. You can, agreed. you know, the White Sox were off to a great start. And uh, they are uh, not doing well right mm. now. And a lot of times, I mean, it can go either way, but a lot of times uh, an American League team in a National League park, you know, the way that you construct your lineup just gets thrown off completely. So we'll see Plus, how that goes. It's been yeah. really hot on the East Coast. Yeah, Out that's what everybody's... Nowhere. I know, and it's been like, you know, I went to the it's zoo with my son today. Here. It was like in the 60s. I'm <laughs> yes, like, this is great. It's chilly yeah. for us Yeah, now. I know, we're freezing. I should have worn my Mets scarf. <laughs> We've gotten too used to this place, but uh, yeah, that's Unbelievable. So it's been really hot, really humid. Yeah. So that's going to, I think that's going to pay into it. Yeah. And it'll be interesting the games in Miami because they, they do have a, a retractable roof or dome, whatever. Mm. And, um, but I feel like the ball still flies out of there well. anyway. I think that they'll, uh, it'll be a good week. Um, we'll see how Harvey does tomorrow. That's the most interesting thing. Um, at least you have the other. You have the rest of the starting staff to feel good about. I right mean, now. do you want to make a prediction about him? Um, sure, but it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be kind of a, a real like you know non-committal. Uh, totally, I, I'll say uh, five innings, no decision, two runs. Well, so, and that's the thing but that that's wanna... but that's a victory at this point, right. you know. Well, I want to say. They pull them sooner, but um, okay. I don't want that to happen. Right? No, 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 I don't want it to happen. I just think that it would really drive a message home with him if that had yeah. to happen. I don't know. I don't know what save, he needs at this point. Yeah. Save us, the rest of <laughs> yeah. the team. Yeah. We gotta know, watch from, these like, games, by the on. way. What about me? No, what about Andrew? It's about us. What about Matt Ritter, who's on assignment? Know. You know. I don't even well, know if he's going to see tomorrow's game. We'll but anyway. have Matt back next week. Yes, yes, we will. And we'll have a lot of guests coming on, which I'm really yeah. Excited we have some about. guests coming up, which as as the weeks advance, we will uh, we'll tell you like. 
like a week ahead of time who who are some of the people are going to be on. Uh, sometimes we're just going to have people who are fans of the show or friends that are going to join in. So that'll be good. But before we go, what do we have to talk about? Player of the Week. Yes, we do. And I'm going to go repeating for the second week in a row, David Wright. Couple of uh, some really nice hitting, couple of home runs. He had home runs in consecutive games. I was like, yes. Even before uh, Friday night, I'm like, all right, David Wright's my player of the week again. Mm-hmm. Even after just after three games, basically, so I'm like, yep, no problem. So I did that, and uh, Matt told me his player of the week. Curtis Granderson, mm-hmm. which you you know we've already talked a lot of. There's been a lot of Grandy love on the show. There just is Grandy love. Yeah, and but he said it's because of the fact that he struggled and he's been struggling. He's lately been struggling, and, and the he's, he's, thing. he's turned it around. And he had uh, walk off home runs two games apart. See, uh, sorry, ten years apart. Ten years apart. Yeah, but my only thing with that is that situational. You you could only have that walk off home run if you are the hitter that is. Yeah. You know, in that situation. So yeah, or, there's a lot of guys who can't really have a walk-off home run. Right. Now, you could have a walk-off, you know, broken bat bloop over the, <laughs> the, over, the over the shortstop's head. But, you know, for some people, a walk-off home run's never going to happen. Right. Uh, Andrea, your player of the week. Well, I think we should have even announced it together because, hands down, it was David Wright oh, for Of course, we should have consulted I mean, come beforehand. On. Yeah. That's what I said. I didn't want to ruin it. And, that's, but, but I definitely We talked about say, it beforehand, but that's Yeah, right. that David Wright is my guy this week. And that's why I said Neil Walker last week because I knew David would step up. Up, which yeah. he did. He did, of course. I mean, he did. not only with his home run to solidify one of those games, but he's one of the people that hit a home run again two games later to yeah. put them to keep them, you know, in the lead and put them on the board. Yeah, so, it was after that other home run where I'm like, "Yep, David's my guy." Exactly, so. me too. And I didn't think that was going to be changed throughout the week. I was waiting throughout the Dodgers series. It didn't happen. Yeah, David Wright, you're still my guy. All right, we'll see. You know what? Now that it's happened for me for two weeks, is he going to be my player of the week every week? Let's hope. <laughs> That'd if he so has funny. a great week every week, I'm going to have no problem him. saying that. Yeah. That's what I want. Especially with him only playing. Yeah, no, he only plays like three games. Yeah. yeah, no. But uh, I don't know. It's a lot of like, I, I don't even know if he's in the lineup tonight. There's always the issue where, you know, he, you know, they're trying to play him more in the day game. So yes. since tomorrow's a day game, right. he's probably going to play tomorrow. But we'll be. see. Anyway, so uh, we'll talk about all this excitement uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> uh, for the invisible Matt Ritter yeah. and for Andrea Fasano. Yeah, and follow- by the way, oh, our, our Twitter is at ABTV. Mets. And uh, and for Christian Black. on there. Yeah. You guys can follow me at Andy Fasano. You can follow me at Christian DMZ and at Matt Ritter1. He's getting the plug even though he's not here. What a great deal. And comment on our YouTube page. Let us know what you think about all this stuff between Harvey and Syndergaard. We'll read your comments next time on the show. Absolutely. Uh, All right. So uh, we will see you next time on Mets Rap 360. Thanks for watching. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.